Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to episode 78 of the Ricky Henderson Podcast, the greatest of all podcasts. I'm Hal Gordon. Hot dog! <laughs> and. Today, I'm with my guest, Alex Espinoza. Hot dog! There he is! <laughs> yeah. Alright, so uh, two di- two things different about this podcast. Uh, yeah. For the first time, obviously, this is Alex's podcast, but uh, I wanted to, at least while we were still uh, while we were still in the same country, I wanted to get the, <laughs> the Alex Espinoza story. Oh, yeah. And for those of you listening uh, or watching on YouTube, you'll notice... We are sitting next to each we're, other. I can I can touch Hal. In my yeah. backyard. Which I've always wanted to do on yeah, the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, very nice. Yeah, so uh, the reason why we're 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 hanging out together is uh, we got the we got we got the the Summer of Cell documentary crew with us here. We're we're uh, we're talking to them about hence the lighting. About yeah, yeah. we got we got some really nice backlighting <laughs> for this podcast. Where's the clapper thing? Where's yeah, the clapper thing? Yeah, we got the clapper. We started with the clapper. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Look at this thing. This thing is official. Oh, Look yeah. at this thing. Yeah. There Look it is. at that. Look we at that. The it clapper. says the Ricky Henderson podcast on it. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so um, we had uh, you know we had Casey on earlier this week. Yeah. We thought we would uh you know there's been a lot of news coming out quick fast and quick so yeah. before we before we get into our interview of my guest alex espinoza happy to be on the pod alex long, first time long time yeah first time, long time. <laughs> yeah. alex we had two different news stories the last two days come out both i think the first one was much bigger of a bombshell espn mm-hmm. they had uh, we finally heard somebody interview john fisher who wasn't uh, a stooge. Well, well, he was. He interviewed him. I think he. I think he broke up his interview into like multiple parts or something. Because he published an article like a month ago or something. But it was kind of like along the same lines. But this one was a little bit more revealing, I guess. You yeah. Know? This is yeah. Tim. Ke- I don't know. Yeah, Tim Keon. I don't know if it's Cone or Keon. Yeah. K E O W N. Yeah. 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 And it was a great article. Great article. Really good. If you haven't read the article, obviously, yeah. I mean. Obviously, you probably should watch it. Uh, Casey had an amazing interview with him, with yeah. Tim, uh, the night afterwards. And, I mean, it's just, it was so well-sourced. They talked to everybody in Oakland government. Oakland government was, you know, um, uh, the mayor, uh, Mayor um, Shengtao. Shengtao. Yeah, I just liked how comprehensive it was. Like, it really talked about... A lot of stuff, like talk about the Giants. Like it talked about, it touched on pretty much every major thing. You know, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I mean, it it's impossible to it's impossible to read that article and feel like, oh yeah, you know, Oakland, we lost our team, but we were dealing with honest brokers. You know, it's just no, yeah. it's infuriating. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it just I, I, that's kind of the vibe I've got the whole time. But basically, every time they that we hear from the A's, it gets worse for me. It doesn't get any better. Like. I think they're trying to cover their tracks, but every time, um, you know, leadership talks or, you know, Cavill talks or they grant, they give Fisher the okay to talk to another person, but not on camera, um, I think it just gets worse and it just further proves that, yeah, these guys are, there is no deeper layer. Like, these guys are just idiots. <laughs> you know? I mean, <laughs> that's I, it. I think, I think the root of the issue for the A's right now is that they've, they decided that they can build. A, make more money in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. And 
or the rules. I think it's just easier for them to make to get a stadium. Right. Base. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. I, big, think that's I think that's the biggest thing. Right. Yeah. They're not. They're not good at this. No. And uh, you know, when I do something that I'm not good at, <laughs> I like to peck the easy way. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, they're just obviously not good at this, and. Um, it's, it's just infuriating because the rules of relocation, of MLB relocation, do not say, go, you can relocate if you think it'll be a little bit easier or if you think you can make some money, yeah. uh, more money there, right? It says you cannot get a stadium in your current market. And uh, it's just it's just so disappointing. Like, you mean, like, like, so that's when it goes back to, like, the all the stuff they were saying about Coliseum site not being viable. They're like, hey, we exhausted all our options, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then that's where they're trying to paint it, like, yo, we had nothing at Howard Terminal, when they clearly did, and, like, yeah, and I mean, Cavill was loving telling you how much progress they had made until until it wasn't convenient for them. Dave you know? Cavill yeah. thought about trying to build a stadium with Coliseum. He decided it would be exhausting. And he said, well, we've exhausted all of our, <laughs> all of our That's not how it works. That's like Steve Carell saying, we declare bankruptcy. Like, right. no, dude, that's not how it works. Yeah, I mean, really. He's like, that's right. He's like, I declare. Yeah, we exhausted that option. Exhausted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I am exhausted. Yeah. It's just terrible. And then we had, and then we had um, Scott Osler come out with an article today in the Chronicle where he had very similar quotes from uh, – from the mayor and from the mayor's uh, uh, chief of staff, Leah Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll say Leah Hansen has had some pretty good quotes. Uh, in the ESPN article, she said, yeah. "I don't think, um, yeah. I don't think." Uh, I, what is what she yeah, said? I don't, like, think, I, I don't think. I don't they, think he they, got. Yeah, I don't think they got cold feet. I think they got an accountant. They got yeah. an accountant. And yeah. like they didn't have the money for that shit. Yeah. I, I will say this. <laughs> yeah. I will say this when I. When I was selling hot dogs last year, you know, there would be some fans who, you know, were friendlier with Dave Cavill and stuff and had more information. And that kind of stuff lines up with what they were saying. You know, that that kind of stuff is like, is they were just saying, like, is that uh, um, John Fisher just is visions himself as this this man who's going to make his own money, you know, so he won't be just some Nepo baby anymore. He'll, he'll have made his own money. It's too late. It's too late. And he's, you know, and, but (laughs) when it comes, you know, when the rubber hits the road, both Cavill and John Fisher were not, they're they're not real estate developers, Mm -hmm. right? Like, and, and of course they got to the point where they realized, oh, like this was too expensive. It was too difficult for us. And, you know, that's, yeah. I, th- I think I think uh, Tim the Tim Key he yeah. was saying um, I'm just gonna say because <laughs> yeah. I don't really know his last name is but like he was saying boy he was saying I'm just so or he was saying that like John Fisher would like was irritated when he would say why don't you sell the team because Fisher Fisher views himself as this Bay Area guy. Who, if he can't do it, no one can. And yeah. so it was making him mad when he was asking, well, other people think they can do it here. Joe Lacob, cough. Joe Lacob. Yeah. Right? It's just... Dude, I think he would... Yeah, honestly, the, the thing that uh, pissed me off the most about uh, these most recent articles is... Uh, I think it was ESPN that uh, Rob Manfred was quoted as saying... You know, yo, if we were so close, uh, why didn't she just pony up the hundred million, uh, like the city of Oakland? And then, I think I saw a tweet. It was like, dude, Oakland was in a record deficit of three hundred sixty million at this time. Like, you know, they're not just gonna pull it out. And like, literally, John Fisher can, he could probably just scrounge that up. You know, make a couple phone calls. If not, just go to his bank account, ask mom and dad, and 
come that up shit, with that 100 million. That shit know? is just an excuse, man. That shit is just an excuse now because well, well Manfred just wants to do his like Fisher's bidding, you know, Manfred is clearly a puppet at this. Point. I mean, I, I guess yeah, like, yeah, that's oh, the absolutely. job of the commissioner is to do it. But um, you would you would hope that there was a better steward of the game and not just a steward of thirty rich billionaires, you know, because that's ultimately what it comes down to. He doesn't care about the game; like he just cares about making these thirty dudes happy, and then he's gonna retire, you know, in his huge penthouse apartment in New York and not give a shit, you know. Like we so. talked about on the last podcast, this has already paid huge dividends for them because, uh, you know, they got Milwaukee in the state of Wisconsin bent over backwards. 700 mil. Yeah. For, 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 to, you know, to refurbish a stadium that I've been to plenty of games at Miller Park and it's a gorgeous place to watch it, a baseball It was game. built in like 2000 or 2001, right? It's like, like 20 that, right? years yeah. old. It's yeah. insane. Uh, then they got a new building for, uh, for the Rays in St. Petersburg. Yeah. And, you know, they already have this $600 million in uh, Baltimore. I mean, this is just going to pay off for them in spades. Yeah, so. like, like we were saying on the podcast with Casey a couple days ago, it's like, you know, other owners, or Rob Manfred now has, a, like, a card. He's like, yo, if you guys don't fall in line, or, like, to kind of, like, pitch to cities, like, hey, if you don't fall in line, you're going to lose your beloved team. And They're, they're and, but uh, for the grace of God, go you, as he yeah. points to Oakland. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, like, 55 years, you know, so, like, what's, uh, you know, a market like Tampa Bay, you know, what's 20 years of history? If, if 55 is nothing, what's 20? You know, it's, like... That's what, I mean, that would crush, that's, like, what crushes me is, is, you know, when I was How the Hot Dog Guy, I got to know so many fans, you yeah. know, and... And so many people would, you know, there would be so many people who would tell me, like, I've been sitting, like, I sat in this very seat on opening day 55 years ago when my dad brought me, you know? Um, And, you know, obviously a lot of fans are not 55 years old, so they've been there for their entire life. I feel lucky, yes, I'm 36, and I remember going to games when I was, like, like, probably, like, five years old. I still lived in Alameda at the time, so it was, like, a 10, 15-minute drive. But I, I look back at it now, I was like, holy shit, I saw like half of the A's time here, basically. Yeah. Um, and I got to see it. Or even more, like probably like a good 30 years of the 55 I actually have, you know, memories of. And uh, and I, it, it doesn't seem like it's that long, um, but now I'm looking back, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, I saw all this stuff, you know? Like late 90s, like Hieronymo Barreau, like uh, pretty much... Like, you know, I was watching the team before they traded Mark McGuire and stuff. I feel like the McGuire trade was the beginning of the beginning of this. <laughs> oh, we'll trade literally anybody, anybody. who's good. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. You know, oh, it's just. Fuck, still bitter. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what, what makes me just mad is that, like, that they that they can just, that, that this has died, that this has died. I've said this so many times on the pod. This has died not because Oakland doesn't want it, not because Oakland hasn't done everything that they can to make it work, like responsibly, uh, but it's died because you know this nepo baby, yeah. just like he's like ah, this was harder than I thought it was going to be, and I yeah. can and you know so many of the quotes. I mean, I just J- think that John I, Fisher's I, yeah. quotes, like, I mean. I mean, hilarious quote where he was complaining multiple times <laughs> about how he had to pay bonus money. Yeah. To, he got, well, he should have had, if it wasn't Dude. for the draft, he would have had to pay the second was, draft pick. Yeah, Instead, like, he, he was like, to pay ha- the sixth yeah, draft Yeah, he was pick. like, actually like happy. He's I'm like, sure. But even still, he was still complaining. He's like, fuck, we got to pay this top So, oh, we're losing pick. $5 million because we have <laughs> to pay this. Dude. You know, if you sell the team, 
you won't have to pay that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I mean, obviously the one that was really, that really just cut deep was, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> the one that really cut deep was, um, was when he said, I view myself, you know, he, it's, he's, he's, he's been coached. You know, Michelle, what's her name? Michelle Aker, is that? Uh, Catherine Aker. Catherine Aker. Yeah. Catherine Aker was in there. I'm saying, you know, remember, you're the steward of the team. So he's like, I view myself as the steward of the team. Well, remember team, when not he did the, the interview owner. with Raj Mathai and he had to write down the three names? It was like <laughs> Zach Geloff, Tyler Soderstrom, Mark Kotze. First like, base. <laughs> yeah. Second young base. Young guys, we're excited about it. Uh, the manager place. who's going to get fired like in a couple of years. Yeah, or and like, he's yeah. calling himself a steward and he's like, and I'm excited to be that steward in a place where I think I'll make more money. Yeah. Like what a, what an asshole. I just what an asshole. Anyway, um, yeah, I think he's as bad as we thought, if not worse. You know, I think yeah. it's pretty much it's pretty much what we expect. Like I haven't been caught off guard. At, like at maybe a little thing. He's like, you know what? It was my decision, and I took him out of there. But then he also said, like he also in that interview with Mick Akers a couple weeks ago, they were like, how come you don't uh, take questions? He's like, oh, because you know, um, you know, David Force and. Uh, who, like, Billy Bean and, you know, Dave Cavill, like, they're the ones ma making the decisions and, you know, but it's like, dude, well, you, you can't say you're the one making the decision and ripping the team out and then not, it's like, you know, there has to be some sort of, like, some sort of accountability somewhere, <coughs> nah, you, you would hope. That's but. not true. That's not true at all. He makes the decisions. I remember talking yeah. to somebody who worked in the ticket office uh, back in, um, back right at the end of 2021, when they basically announced that there was going to be no more A's access in 2022. Like everyone, Shout out to A's access. button. I have, I have that button. Three dollar hot dogs that's in 2019. That's that like unheard button. of. Yeah. yeah, I do have that physical button somewhere. Yeah. But you know, when they were like obviously going to raise prices, and I talked to somebody in the ticket office before the game, and he just looked. I was like, "What happened?" And he just looked at me. He goes, "One man made this decision." So. That was a bad decision, Hal. You shouldn't have done that. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I wanted more than three dollars for hot dog. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how come Hal's are four dollars with his access? Yeah. So, all right. Before we before we get to the meat of this, I'll also say to I, you know, I went yes yesterday. I went on a on a, a Twitter spree. Uh, uh, I was actually at another. I was at a 49ers game and people were like, "What's up with your boy Hal?" People were asking me about your tweets. <laughs> I was tweeting, your I was tweets tweeting are like crazy. The waves. I was yeah. tweeting like crazy. Well, so I think, you know, I think like where do where does this where does the movement go from here? Um, you know, I I I'm constantly saying I'm the wrong guy to ask, dude. I'm, I'm checking out. Listen, <laughs> I'm constantly saying we need to think about helping fund the Nevada prop, but but yeah. other than that. Uh, you know, one thing I think because it sounds liked. like that's the only. I mean, like, it's the only like way to stop them. You know, to like force the only them to chance sell. to actually have any recourse, right? Is to I could to fund that schools or stadiums measure, but, as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think we should I think we should do a real boycott, uh, and we should do it for opening day next season. Yeah. And we have a lot of time, uh, and we should see. I mean, you know, I. I might be setting myself up for a lot of work, <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, but like let's like we I think the 68s, as a, they pulled it off for June 13th. The 68s, so, you know. the 68s are an amazing resource. They are ready to go. They're mad. Uh, I think if we can figure out like a venue to like have an alternate event on on opening night and we outdraw the A's, like 
That I mean, would be. That it would be, be sick, that and would be we'd amazing. we'd rob. We, I mean, we'd we. When do you when do you have a chance of robbing someone you hate of two million dollars? Yeah. You know, not often. Well, because they they said June 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 thirteenth, I think it was like twenty seven thousand, but they had a gate of like eight hundred eleven thousand dollars. Yeah, or something but like that, but that's right? not yeah. counting that's not counting all the food. That's not counting all the the Paying, um, yeah. the all the the parking. That's not counting the um, the souvenirs. You know, an opening night, people buy a lot of shit. Yeah. I, I know, right? Like, yeah. from, from vending, opening night's Especially, great because I, it's a big crowd, yeah. but also everybody's buying on like, opening Well, night. I was telling you uh, before this off-camera, I think there's going to be has some hesitation on people's part because they're going to be like, this is literally, this might be the last opening day I could ever attend. You know? Yeah, and, and so, I understand that. I think that. some people, and I, and I won't I, I'm, st I'm still a sucker for the pageantry of opening day. Like, I, I know it's stupid. Basically, the only difference, they have the bunting, they have the red, white, and blue <laughs> little things or whatever, and they, they come out for the, the Alex, opening lineup I'll, I'll go or whatever. To, I'll go to Home know? Depot, I'll buy some bunting. Yeah, <laughs> I'll buy some we'll, we'll wherever we do it. We'll put it it'll, be, it'll be opening day. We should well, do it the next yeah, day. Yeah, so we, you know, we'll see if that happens yeah. or not. There's yeah. a lot of time. But I understand, like, yeah, if you could, could if be, you could somehow have an event that outdrew the actual game, that would be badass. That would be great. It would be really sick. Uh, that would be another. That would be like you'd get that on the news, just like how you know these unite the bays and the and the reverse boycott got on the news. And yeah, I was gonna say like shout out to the 68s. I think. For not basically having any voice in this thing, they, they, well, I guess they do have a small voice, but I don't know how much impact it'll have, just because, you know, it's hard to stop this huge machine that's MLB. But they made their voice, they they made it happen this summer. That's like, uh, this what I've always said. I've always like said they, like it fucking it worked, like, man. It worked like or at least get as far as if their goal was to get exposure, um, it worked. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've embarrassed the shit out of these these guys, you know, and. Uh, you know, they they're gonna live with that for a long time. You know, they're they both Cavill and Fisher. They they're from the Bay. They live in the Bay, and I'm sure Cavill's from like Cleveland. Or yeah, but but yeah. he's lived here since he was in graduate school. So he's he's from the. Bay we don't now. claim him, bro. No. Well, yeah. Fine. <laughs> well, fine. Yeah, yeah, no. But yeah, but I know what you mean. I know what you mean. from here. You know, like he went to Stanford. We shall the, gladly tell you. Half the yeah. reason why John Fisher, I bet, did those interviews was I bet he was tired of like having his friends, you know, kind of like look at him and be like, why don't you just tell the team, you know, like. Yeah. You know, well, if he's trying to defend himself like he's a good person, I think he's failed. You know? I think, <laughs> I don't yeah, think yeah, he did not do like himself he's any. Not, uh, he, like, I, I, I understand why they told Cavill to shut up because I think that was like their soundest PR strategy. Because every time him or <laughs> Whenever he Fisher talks, it just it's seagull. like they just keep on digging the hole deeper, dude. It just gets worse. You know? Yeah, it's been awful. Uh, but you know, Jeff Passan uh, of ESPN mm -hmm. in his sort of end of season roundup. That was good. Uh, that was a good. He said. He said. You know. He so. You know. He's like. You know. Play the season. Blah blah blah. And so he said. Quote of the season. Sell the team. Yeah. So you know. I think. Uh, from. Shout out to Jeff Passing. We. Yeah. You know. We. We were here. We mattered. We will. We will rise again as a as a sports as a sports team as a sports city. And as a community. Oakland so. roots, baby. No. <laughs> yeah, Oakland roots, fucking rule, man. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. Let's talk about Alex, right? So, uh, Alex, far less interesting. This is Alex. This has been your podcast. This was this was your, your, um, your baby. I'll say, I I think I'd seen some of your tweets. I'd seen some some of what you'd done on A's Twitter, mm -hmm. uh, and then at the beginning of the twenty twenty one season, mm -hmm. 
you reached out to me and you said, hey, man, like, would you come on my podcast? Uh, and I was like, yeah, absolutely. I love talking about myself. <laughs> but it was great, yeah, man. That, yeah. It was great. Uh, I had so much fun talking to you. Uh, and then after I talked to you, um, you know, I'd been... Well, I remember we did playback. It was like me and Shannon were doing like oh yeah, that was the that ultimate was later, broadcast yeah. of the games, and you would hop on and you would stay on for like innings. Like you were on for like over an hour, like a couple hours, and I was like, oh shit, how uh, how's yeah, he's he's into this. Yeah, yeah, dude. I so I I'll say this when I first when you first interviewed me, I had a great time talking to you about it, and then, you know, when I was how the hot dog guy, I my connection to the A's was I knew all the people behind home plate, right? Like yeah. all those. The, all the, the ladies that are like right next to the dugout. Oh yeah, dude. Ladies, oh, yeah. I, I, I forget their names, but they were super. They, I always talk to them before the game. Yeah, they're so great. They super they're great. They've they've like they'll take. One of those ladies takes pictures of me. Like, would take pictures like a creep, like from three three sections away, <laughs> and develop them like physically. Develop oh wow! Them and then hand them to me, and I'd be like, "What am I?" Supposed? So I got a bunch of them on my my uh, fridge. <laughs> Just pictures of yourself. Yeah, but so you know that was my connection to the A's. You know, was you know I didn't. I was, you know, I was vending every game, so I never watched home games, and I wasn't really watching too many away games. But like, but um, you know, yeah, there's yeah. just it was it was this great window into getting to understand Ace fandom better. And uh, so after we did it, I remember I went back and I listened to all of your back podcasts mm. and stuff, uh, and that was so much fun. And then. I felt like following your Twitter account was great. You it used to be a good account. I used to put some effort into you that. You used to put a lot of effort into it, and like you know, there'd be all these like great uh, gifts, and you you know, like on like you know, you put all these highlights. Well, well that's together. that's why I did it because I realized like, dude, uh, nobody even documents what's happening with this team right now. It's like it's just and there's only two accounts basically who do video. It's uh, the A's NBC account and the actual A's account, but there there's like highlight restrictions there, so they couldn't do it. So I was like, dude, there's a massive void here. And there's literally no highlights on YouTube. Yeah. So I was like, I'll be like an A's historian. I was like, I'll, I mean, that's pretty much what you do now. You just put stuff on YouTube. So I, you know, I did it for a couple of years, but then it, like after, yeah. April, after April 19th, I just. Well, yeah. Like, I mean, after April 19th, the, we stopped, we yeah. like, you know, well, after, after June yeah. 15th. Or June 13th. Yeah. When they stopped. Like June 13th, yeah. When they, when they, when they, when Vegas voted for it, it was tough, but. But yeah, I just want to know. I want to know about more about Alex. So, uh, so you're starting to get into it. You, when you were five, you started going to games. Yeah. So I, I was born in Oakland. I was uh, raised in Alameda uh, until I was about six years old, and I moved to Moraga. Uh, so I've I've been in the East Bay my whole life, and uh, my brother, he's like two years older than me. He's obsessed with the A's, and of course, when you're a little kid, you just follow whatever he does. So. Um, but I don't know. I just remember from a very young age, the Coliseum gave me this special feeling yeah. that I can't duplicate anymore. Like, I knew I was just having a great time. Like, uh, A's game, Raiders game, you know, running out to the field for fireworks, like, whatever it was. Uh, there was nothing like going to a Coliseum uh, game. Um, yeah, I remember they still had the orange seats when I was still there. So this is yeah. before, like, the 96 uh, Mount Davis, you know, renovation or whatever. Um but yeah, and then I really became obsessed around like sixth or seventh grade, like around two thousand two thousand one, because they had those incredible teams, and um, yeah, it doesn't really stop. And then I then I realized what journalism was. So like in middle school, I started doing sports journalism, and pretty much. And you did sports. You did. You started doing yeah. journalism because you wanted to do sports journalism, right? Yeah, I, wrote, I started writing to... for my school newspaper in seventh grade. Yeah, doing sports. Yeah. And so were yeah. you? Were you like writing about? Were you writing about like? 
the A's and the Raiders and stuff? Yeah, the Raiders. I remember, yes. Yeah, I think my very first article ever, it was like 2000, they were doing the Sydney Olympics. So I was writing something about the Sydney Olympics, but I don't know. It was like, you know, seventh grade school newspaper. Right. So it's like nothing. But but that was my first, yeah. And then uh, I started covering high school games when I was in high school. Um, and then my first job out of college was um, to cover the A's for MLB.com as an intern for the summer. It was in 2010. And I was like, holy shit, I want to be a beat writer. Um, that was my that was always my dream. I wanted to cover the team day to day. Um, and as I got older, I realized I wanted to travel the country on somebody else's dime. That was like the real reason <laughs> I wanted to do it. Um, but yeah, but that never really happened. Like, I think there at, at its peak, there was probably four or five beat writers. Now there's only two. So it's like. Kind I'm of not just sure gotta there's say even any beat. There's I like, mean, it's Martin. Actually, it's pretty much who's Martin. Paid for, yeah, yeah, who's paid for by Major League Baseball? Yeah. So. There's no independent beat writers for these. Let's we'll get into that. But yeah. like, yeah. so you were you interned for the A's yeah. out of college or yeah. before college? Uh, it's out of college. So they have okay. a um, they have a program like a summer program where uh, they go around the uh, college campuses talking to people and. Um, yeah, so I, I got offered the A's job. I was like, hell yeah, like, yeah, this is my dream. It's so, a dream. So, yeah, I was like 23, and uh, I think I was telling you last week, it was like my, my first week I ever worked. Uh, <laughs> the last week, I thought it was going to be like a lazy Sunday or whatever, and then uh, Dallas. Mother's Day. Yeah, Mother's Day, yeah, Dallas Brayton. There was like 12,000 people there. Dallas Brayton threw a perfect game, and I was like, in the seventh inning, they were like, all right, you got to write the game story. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> How can I write the game yeah, story in the like, seventh uh, inning? I was like, I wasn't expecting this, so, like, I don't know. It was, it was a fun introduction, but. I remember asking Dallas some questions after that game, and uh, and of course, you know, there's only been I think 24 or 25 of them, so I'm never going, probably never going to cover one ever again. And it was like I was in the middle of that opportunity, like right when it started, yeah. Yeah. So then, where 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 did you end up after that? How did you? Because you you're still yeah. you still been doing sports journalism. Yeah, basically like, since then, since um, yeah 2013, yeah. So after that. I wrote for a newspaper in Yuma, Arizona for six months. Okay. Yeah. Down, down yeah. like uh, the US lettuce, sun, baby. lettuce country. Yeah, I don't even know what's down there. It's just dirt, man. I mean, that's like why I left. I think, that's, I think if you, whenever you buy lettuce in the, uh, in, the, in, the, in the winter and spring, it's all from Yuma, Arizona. Yeah. But, I mean, the cool thing was that Jose Canseco and, and his twin brother were player manager, player coach, whatever. So he was 47 years old at the time. So I got to cover Jose Canseco. <laughs> when he was 47 it was, uh, he put himself in a pitch team. like but he was injured all the time and shit and at one point I went to his house and interviewed him and his brother like yeah. at the at his house so that was that was pretty cool like I'll always remember that experience uh, I remember uh Tony Phillips he he died a couple of years ago or a few mm -hmm. years ago but he's an old A's infielder he came out there he was 48 and he was playing for the team too so I was like oh man what the what is going it was actually a very cool experience but uh Eventually, like, the heat and the lack of anything to do, I was like, all right, I tried. And then I got an internship with the, the Niners. And then uh, since then, I've worked for pretty much, like, every Bay Area news group organization. Or, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, MLB.com. Yeah. The Athletic. Associated Press. Um, yeah. All over it's place. just, it's just, t I mean, like, we'll. Let's talk about what it's like to try and cover the A's, but like it's just it's just a tough time to be in journalism and in sports journalism. Well, yeah, even in like the past like thirteen years I've been involved, it's you you can see the opportunities just shrinking. Yeah. You know, I mean, take the A's beat for example. Like when I first started, I think there was probably like five, four or five, because Casey was like the A's insider for NBC. Okay, um, and he's he's not there. Um, yeah, there was a writer for MLB, a writer for the Chronicle, Barry News Group, um, some other blogs. Like, yeah, I think Sports Illustrated had John Hickey was there for them, but 
Yeah, and now there's, you know, one guy who covers a team, and he's like a team employee, basically. Yeah, he's a team employee, so it's not, you know, it's like, it's, you know, it's I had, the same, I had, I had it's a the freelance same forum, like, last week, and I'm like, I'm doing PR for them. You know, I couldn't even really mention, like, yeah. like Bob Melvin was back, I couldn't mention, like, yo, he left because there was a shit show was in, impending, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's the same thing with, I mean, it's, what's just been tough is is just seeing how much damage they've done to the to done to this fan base, right? The fan yeah. base used to be huge. It used to be the East Bay, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's gotten to a point the ownership I mean I think in the nineties they drew over two million. Which I mean I know that I know the three million is like the marker now, but I But compared to other things, they were yeah. they were yeah. at the top of the heat, man. They were yeah. in the top five I yeah. think in like ninety or ninety one they were like at the close of uh like leading the league in payroll, like that was with with the Walter Haas, his, his family, and I think their attendance was really good. Like they had two point three million, I want to say, huge. something like that. And they, then they haven't touched that. Yeah, they were crushing the Giants. They were crushing the Giants. The Giants, the Giants were getting crushed so bad. That were they? they were, I don't know. Were they? Were they ever? Like, they'd be. Yeah, they'd be. They'd be the Giants. They? I didn't know that. They'd be the Giants for about five years straight. Then, <laughs> and the Giants. I mean, the Giants were looking to move to St. Petersburg. Yeah, they were going to be the 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 Tampa Bay Giants. I mean, there's that picture of like Brandon Crawford, like as a little kid, saying like, "Don't sell the team." And then yeah, and, and it's like it's all repeating, dude. It's all happening yeah. again, dude. Well, yeah. except for John Fisher, then was part of the group that saved the Giants. Yeah, what a, that's true. What yeah. an ass. Well, that's the thing. Is like the only public appearances Fisher's made, or I, I remember, I think it was last year, he was at a game with Larry Bear, like sitting in a box with them. So it's like, oh, they're just chumming it up. Like even though, like Larry Bear's lawyer, Ronald Van Buskirk, is trying to stop this, like yeah. um, with East Oakland Stadium Alliance, stand up for San Jose, they're still chummy. So I guess it doesn't really matter, you know. I don't, so, I don't think John really cares if they stay in Oakland. Or so right. tell me about founding. Why? Why did you? Why did you start? Why did you start? It was first a blog, the yeah, Ricky yeah. Henderson of blogs, yeah. the greatest of all blogs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trademark. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then it became the Ricky Henderson of all podcasts, the greatest yeah, of all podcasts. It, it was just like a... Trademark. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we haven't asked Ricky yet. But yeah. um, Come at us, bro. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 2010. Yeah, 2020. So 2020, like really you good, had yeah. a, lot of, a lot of time on your hands. Yeah, and um, so I was like, you know what? There's nobody doing highlights up to the standard that I think is worth doing. I was like, I'm going to do it. Um, and that's funny because I was, I was you know... I'm, just streaming the game, cutting my own highlights, but then I got uh, courted by NBC Sports Bay Area. And then once I got hired, the social media manager was like, dude, we've been seeing your account. Like, you've just been ripping our feet off this whole time. Huh? I was like, oh, this is a fucking con. You wanted me to stop doing these highlights. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but no, it was... Um, but yeah, so then... So then I, I picked up some other, so during the pandemic I had a lot of time, but then the past couple years, you know, I've had full-time jobs, so it was like trying to do this on top of the job is hard, but, so that's why I'm kind of like hit or miss, like sometimes I'm really into it, other times I don't have time for it, but. Um, and it's tough, yeah. it's tough because, you know, I would say, you know, before, before I joined, you, I mean, like, there's Ace Cast, which is basically, you know, Pravda. You know, it's government A's radio. Yeah. And right. it's like daily too. It's not it's like It's daily and it's and it's you know it doesn't have a long shelf life. Yeah, who cares, like, right? I, I, it's I was not... trying to do yeah, I was trying to do content that had a good shelf life. Right. Like like people know who Ken Korak is, but like do people know like where his trademark, you know, the lights are starting to take effect. How did that come to be, you know? Like I wanted to I wanted to learn that myself. You were yeah. yeah, you started to become like the A's historian. Uh, I think there was you know, so I, I remember when I was trying to get into, you know, trying to like learn more and stuff. 
uh, you know, just and just was trying to voraciously consume more Ace stuff, especially when they're good, you know? Um, there was, like, Ace Cast, fine, right? Like, we didn't even have, we didn't even have, like, a real radio station, right? There's no, yeah. no company, the, 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 the fan base has been so strangled that, like... Dude, there was one year where they tried to go online only, and they were like, everybody's like, no! Literally no radio station wants to have talk about the A's, right? So, like, they did it themselves, yeah, and Working of course, at a current radio station right now, I can confirm, yeah. You're right, yeah, of course, like, when the A's produce it, it's like, I mean, nobody, like, everyone wants to know about the stuff that they don't talk about, you know? Yeah, Fine. people, people want to know about the stadium, uh, but people, like, like if, if, I, if I wrote an article on NBC Sports Bay Area and I wrote about the stadium, it might get decent numbers, but if I wrote, like, oh, Zach Geloff's having a great homestand, like, nobody's clicking on right. that. Yeah, and nobody, so... Nobody cares about their actual product, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. and so, uh, because, well, why would you care about it if you think that... It, they're they're gonna that Zach Goff's gonna, gonna trade have, guys yeah yeah that they're gonna trade them or Zach Goff's gonna have Las Vegas on his chest you know but okay so then there's that then there's Jason well he he had uh, the lockdown A's yeah lockdown A's yeah and then after that I, I just felt like it was definitely your podcast yeah. you know and why just what's so frustrating about it all is that is that like you were putting out such an amazing product putting out all these great tweets and it's just the the they've they've taken the fandom and just just you know strangled it in a bathtub and so there's just like if you if you had the number two if you had the number two uh you know like Detroit Tigers podcast <laughs> right yeah like you'd be you'd have some good stuff right like if you had the number two Mets podcast like you'd be doing it but but we're just what's frustrating is is is, there's just not, there just wasn't, there's just like not enough. Yeah, there's not a, no appetite for A's news. Yeah. There's no appetite for A's news because it's all so depressing. Everybody, yeah. no one wants to, no one wants to fall in love with these players. After well, well been, I think it's, yeah, it's like this negative feedback loop. Like it starts with the ownership. Like ownership doesn't put money into the product, so the product's not great. And then media companies start covering less because fans, fans don't care, so there's less interest. Yeah. And then the media attention stops, and then the fan interest keeps on dwindling. The product gets worse, so it's just like this feedback loop of like everything just getting worse and worse. And then and that's been happening for decades now. You know, um, it's it's like you know when you trade away Tim Hudson and Mark Mulder and and in the same off season, like people are going to be shocked and stop coming to your games. You know, and then you know you might win them back again, but it's like. You can only you know, how many they've done that maybe what four or five six times since uh, the past twenty years, and people just are like, you know, this, you, you run out of patience eventually, and it's just not worth your time or commitment if they don't, they're not going to commit to you. Then what's the point, you know? Yeah. You know, I think what when I sit here, I mean, you know, we've talked about being mad and being sad about everything that's happened to the team a lot, but I remember. We got a drink uh, at a bar at the beginning of the season, so that was before we knew the news yeah. that they were going to leave. Vegas, yeah. But like, you know, I <laughs> it was after I'd called you up and I said, "Alex, let me on your podcast. I want to be yeah. your co-host just because I love your podcast so much. Yeah. And I want to make sure it gets, you know, we keep doing it." So we were getting a drink, and you know, and you were just you were just saying, "Hal, I just I just want to." The thing I want from my life is I just want to be able to cover my favorite sports team, and 
you know, make enough money to afford dinner, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it's just it's just so frustrating cuz you think you think like that should be possible. Like yeah. if you if you know, you have so much you've so much talent for this and so much passion and you saw this thing that didn't exist like being the like historian of the of the Oakland A's like that should be a thing that that yeah. that you can buy dinner with yeah but people just don't care dude like i don't know there's just not um like the the most support i feel like i've seen for A's fans has just been in, since like everything's you know gone south and hit the fan like all the sell the team stuff but it's almost like you know it's too little too late kind of a thing you know and i, I don't think anybody realized fully what was going on here they just and I, like the A's are good at like pushing out this small market narrative, you know. And then you take a step back, you're like, dude, some of the richest zip codes in America are right here in the East Bay. It's ins- um, it's insane. Like or they, in the Bay Area, you they know? should like not you, be a small you have market access, team. Yeah, no, you have access. Like even if you have less people, like the people who are here have probably like you know two times more money than the, the average person in Texas or you know whatever it is. Um, and so the whole small small market thing kind of. Um, I think it probably started from Moneyball, you know, because that's like easy way to describe it. But then, yeah. when you look back at the actual market, it's like it's not a small market. It's the it's top ten for sure. Even if you're splitting it, you know, like there's so much money here. So there's yeah. so much money. There's so much prestige. There's so much power. There's so much history. You no, know, I was I was uh, getting a drink last night with a, f- a friend of mine who grew up in Livermore, and you know he went to a ton of A's games. He just read that ESPN article and. He was just really steamed and mad about it. And, you know, I just was sitting there feeling, I think, feeling a little bit sorry for myself, too, right? Where where just like, you know, I feel like you should be able to, you know, make this work with the kind of great work that you did. Like, the the incredible luck of somehow becoming a like a, like a semi-famous stadium vendor that, like, people cared about. I mean, it was what was so... What was so lucky about it was being able to spread joy. Like, there's just you don't, you don't get to do. Th- that's not replicatable. It's not like what we, what I had there was is not replicatable anywhere else. It's yeah. not something that I'll ever have the chance to do again. You know, you can bring joy to people in your lives, but like, it's it was such a like a privilege to be able to just like be part of stranger lives, you yeah. know, like that. And it was so much fun. And it's so frustrating to, like, see it end this way. You know, to see it end with this, like, just this baby, this Nepo baby who's just like, I'm taking my ball and going to Las Vegas, and, like, who cares? And and if you tell me that someone else could make it happen, then you're wrong, whatever. Well, that's what I was telling. I think I told Dan Moore this. Uh, I, it was like... It's like the Hamburglar is robbing your house. Like totally incompetent idiot is robbing your house, and you're but you're powerless to stop them. You're just like, well, fuck, I'm tied up. I can't do anything. And the Hamburglar is just taking all your stuff. And you see him. He looks like a mascot. He looks like a dumb idiot. And but you can't stop the guy. And it's like we're getting robbed by the Hamburglar, dude. So frustrating. Yeah, Yeah. but um, but you know, onward, onward to you know maybe not what what I think we would all have first choices for what we do, but yeah, I'm I mean, so if excited. I had my way, if I had a dream job, I'd be covering the A's 
you know, six months out of the year than spending winter in like South America or something like that. Be so, cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be great. But <laughs> you're gonna be in a. You have your flight. You're moving to Mexico. Yeah, so I'm moving to Mexico. Yeah. Uh, October fourth. Yep. I'm heading out. Um, got a one way ticket to Mexico. So yeah, we'll see. How's how long your Spanish? I yeah, it's muscle minnows. Okay, it's gonna, it's gonna become uh, better yeah, <laughs> over yeah, the next couple yeah. months. And so, what's your plan? Um, we are yet to find out. Uh, I'm gonna take like the mo the first month off to just kind of dick around and Heck have yeah. some fun. Um, and then after that, I'll probably because uh, I have enough money saved up for I could probably just live a year, just be an absolute bum and just do nothing. Uh -huh. But you know, I kind of want to not just waste all my money in a year. Sounds um, like a plan. So I'll probably just find some sort of digital work. Who knows? Maybe keep doing the pod, uh, you know? Uh, yeah, I think... I think we'll Maybe you could come down to Mexico and we can just do the pod down there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Give the, the so, report from Oaxaca. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to do a little... I'm just going to be at a little beach town of, like, a few... Like, probably, like, two or 3,000 people and... Uh, cool, man. Just unplugging from uh, social media, you know? I've been working on social media for the past 13 years. I don't think it's good for mental health for anybody to be doing that. <laughs> it can't be. Um, so... Yeah, just like and going back to being a fan and just like once the game's off, just turning off the TV and that's it instead of having to like, you know, great. That's when your work day starts, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm um, just trying to live a simpler life, basically. I'm just going to be, yeah, probably like try to learn how to surf, do some hiking. Great. I don't know. It's like really simple life. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, I think, um, you know, this pod uh, may or may not die again we'll uh, I see think we'll, have, well it always keeps we're on gonna have, yeah we're gonna have at least one on, more episode going. Yeah. yeah sunday so sunday we're we're filming this friday sunday i think we're gonna go out to the go out to the park yeah. and interview people in the parking lot again yeah. and just sort of cry it's gonna be them. great it's gonna be it's gonna, gonna be, be sad fun. i think it'll be fun it'll dude. be fun it'll, it'll be, be fun. sad but be uh fun. but we'll hopefully you know especially if we keep the if we keep the pressure on in the off season, maybe we'll do one before the owners meeting. Maybe yeah. you know, I'll be I'll be the American correspondent. Well, see, that's what I was saying. Send, me, like, send people, me to Nashville. People are saying November, but I think I, I googled it. It's like December fourth to December seventh this year is actually when it is. So I don't know if they're are they going to call a special. They'll meeting probably just do it over Zoom yeah. and just to screw yeah, everyone, whatever. It, yeah. But but we'll figure it out. And you know, A's the like listen, the A's community might be done. But the Oakland sports community, that's the thing we cheer, right? Yeah. Let's go Oakland. So yeah. we're going to keep cheering that. We'll cheer it at Roots Games. We'll cheer it at other teams, games that may or may not exist yet. And, you know, they may or may Oakland not be Roots Major League Baseball. Soul, baby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They may or may not be whatever. But, it, you know, this community is too important uh, and too tight-knit, I think, to to die by John Fisher's hands. Yeah, so I would hope so. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for letting me on your pot. Well, thank you for, yeah, letting me on your pot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is for your tonight, pot now. For tonight's yeah. on, for tonight only. All right. All right, cool. Man. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you again uh, next week with some fan interviews uh, from the last game at the Coliseum for the 2023 season. Yep. See ya.